conversations to give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you living your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome, welcome one and all to the Black Psychologist Podcast, episode 55. Appreciate everyone joining us out there. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And of course, you all know that I'm never here by myself. I'm I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend. He lays it out for y'all to play it out. Dr. Jason Coleman, what's going on, good brother? What's going on, bro? How are you, man? Pretty good, man. Doing well. How's everything? Man, good. It's good to be back, of course. Um, you know, just want to thank everybody that's hanging with us, riding with us. Um, everybody's been supporting us. Um, we appreciate it. Um, love the comments, love the interaction. So we just want to encourage everybody to keep that up. And just thank you for, you know, taking the time to listen, you know? Absolutely. Loving the feedback, loving the conversation and the comments. So com- please continue to do so, to share, to comment, to like all the other good stuff on all the different platforms. Uh, we absolutely appreciate it. Jay, man, I feel like a lot happened since we last got on. I feel <laughs> like it's, it's the universe, man. Like as soon as we finished, it was like a whole like plethora of things came out. The whole yeah. people started just wilding out, man, on purpose. And my paranoia kicked in like, yeah, they're doing this on purpose. Like they're doing it to us on purpose. I don't like that. I really don't. Yo, I don't know what it was, man, but, you know, it was just news on. We was just talking about this news cycle was turning over real quick. Right. Um, but just a lot of stuff in sports, entertainment, pop culture, all that stuff, man. But that's how the world is, man. Um but I think it's more, honestly, like, I think it's more a reflection of people's attention spans, you know, because you couldn't even, with stuff that happened a week ago, feels like it happened like a month ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how it is, you know, a lot of the time now. So it's crazy. Yeah, you're right about that, man. So we definitely have a lot to cover. Uh, kicking things off, it's football season, Jay. You know, well, uh, you know, we are big sports fans. Uh, Unfortunately, my team is not doing very well right now. Yours has resurged and has come back to life like the Phoenix has risen from the ashes. Hey, man, my condolences to your team, man. But, you know, we don't know anything about that. We pick up the the baton and we keep rolling. Next next man up. (laughs) (laughs) My condolences to your season, brothers. But, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not looking good right now. Uh, we, and, we do it different. Uh, we do it different down here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for us, man. And and unfortunately, it's not looking good for uh for Tua, uh, the Miami yeah. quarterback down in, in um uh, down there with the Dolphins. So just to backtrack for people that aren't aware, so last Sunday, uh, on September twenty fifth, uh, the Miami Dolphins were playing the Buffalo Bills in Miami. And their quarterback, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, I always mess up his last name. We're just gonna call him Tua. Tua T. All right, we're just gonna go. 
All right. So Tua was dropping back and he hit his head on the ground on a tackle. Right. And it was at the point after that he got thrown down to the ground, he got tackled. He struggled back to his feet. All right. Like and he shook his head multiple times trying to get his bearings together and get his, his balance. And then he stumbled badly back when he was trying to jog back to the team's huddle. And, and Jay, I don't know if you saw it, but like it looked like I mean, not to make light of it, but it looked like he had just caught a combination from Mike Tyson, bro. Like that's, that's oh, the, the, way, the first the, yeah, uh, first, the first one. Yeah. yeah, he he looked like he he was stumbling, like he well, was, it looked like he was um, disoriented. I mean, obviously, we know he not he wasn't drunk, but it looked like how people walk when they're stumbling when they're drunk, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, like you said, like when they get you know in boxing, you know, absolutely. Get, it was uh, it, it looked pretty bad. Um, and so he eventually had to be propped up by his teammates. Like his teammates actually had to prop him back up, and he exited the game. However. Tua returned to the game after a brief medical evaluation and being cleared by the Dolphins team physician and an independent neurologist. And then he came back in the game and he led his team to the victory. All right. Let him. They won that game. So fast forward to last Thursday. All right. So the Dolphins are playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And um, Tua was thrown Back to the ground in another play. I want to say this was the towards the end of the first quarter and the second quarter. But on another drop back, he was thrown down to the um to the turf, head whipped back, hit his head on, on the turf on the grass. Uh and it was a really scary scene. Uh, for the reason that when you saw the replay, um, you saw that his fingers had had this unnatural reaction. All right. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know what that is. What took place was that it's a term called posturing or fencing. It's when usually, typically, it was really concerning because it's typically a um, an effect or something that takes place when usually there's a neurological issue. And typically is based on uh, more specifically in this case is when some form of head trauma or a concussion takes place. All right. So um, and his fingers are rigid like that and they contort like that for the reason that it's like the electrical signals um, are being sent out to the muscles. And again, as a result of some form of head trauma. Uh, so um, he was carted off the field and he was taken to the hospital uh, for further evaluation. He was able to fly home uh, to Miami with the rest of the teammates after the game, I think early in the next morning. Um, and so he's been ruled out of this coming week's game and the fallout continues, Jay. So a lot of blame and a lot of responsibility is being thrown around Um, over the weekend. The uh, Associated Press uh, said that the NFL Players Association had fired the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant or the UNC that each team has who evaluated to after he had stumbled off the field against the uh, against the Buffalo Bills the previous Sunday. Um, so that's pretty much what's happening. And again, there's still still a topic of conversation. Uh, Jay, I'm going to call this what this is. All right. Um, Tua's injury exposed what the NFL's priority is, right? Which is what? Making money. All right. We mm-hmm. saw that as clear as day. Like, because let me ask you this. After that Buffalo Bills game, um, what was the story? Right. What did they talk about? They didn't talk about his head. They didn't talk about the injury. They talked about him winning the game, right? They talked about him coming out, suffering an injury, but then coming back and then leading them the victory. And then they went on. I think they were three and zero after that victory. 
So he only missed a total of four snaps after he got hit in that game and was taken out four snaps before going back and being evaluated and being and being given the okay by the doctors um, well, where the league rule explicitly suggests that, you know, he should have never been ruled or never been allowed to come back in the game. Like at that point in time, his helmet should have been taken and he should have went into the protocol. But that's my point. Like the Dolphins was in their own world because, yo, I saw that anybody who saw that game on Sunday, right. Mm-hmm. It just expected to kind of read the injury report and have him out on Thursday. Right? That's just natural with, because again, I'm not a neurologist. I'm not, you know, any of those, any, I'm not trying to be play medical doctor, but clearly when he couldn't walk after the hit, and clearly he hit his head, right? So so the fact that he came back into the game, the people that was calling the game and commenting on the game was talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. Then all during the week, you know, no, he wasn't on the injury report, but people were just assuming that he was going to be out. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because, like, just common sense, if you have a concussion, whether you have active symptoms or not, you know, you still, they're still going to tell you to rest. <laughs> you know what I mean? To either to not exacerbate symptoms that you do have or just so that, you know, your brain has some time to kind of get back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. But what nobody's going to tell you to do is less than 200 hours, you, you, you know, later <laughs> to get back on the football field, right? And, and, yo, in that article, I was looking at that, um, that tweet from the, from the neuroscientist before Thursday, when he said, if Tua, if Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his season or career, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. We saw it. We all saw it. Even they must know it's not right. So I'm not crazy. I'm not an MD. I was just watching TV. And I knew he should have been out. You understand what I'm saying? That's a neuroscientist that went to Harvard. So, again, um, you know, obviously, you know, it comes down to the, obviously, the warrior mentality that the, that the players have, but it shouldn't really be up to the players, right? You should, you should have somebody um, or an object, objective protocol that says, if you hit your head, you're out. See, that's the right? thing, right? <laughs> this is what they did. They 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 dressed it or they proclaimed that it was a back injury, right? So right. That's I, how they said, I mean, I remember. Yeah. So they they but proclaimed that they labeled it as a back injury, and so that allowed him to not go into the concussion protocol. And again, the war mentality kicks in. They want to continue that lead. They want to continue to win the game. They go up against Buffalo. It's a it's a it's a rival team. But you know, and I know, like when he got up, he was shaking out the cobwebs, right? He like that that yeah. is, is gross motor instability. That's that's what that is because he didn't have Bro, a bearing, you know, so there, they can no back injury. Like you can, they can label it all that they want, right? But these lying eyes, right? The people, the people that were watching the broadcast, they were saying, "Well, they're labeling a back injury," but we all saw him hit his head. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it just makes them look worse. You know what I mean? Um, 
and then it's like you go to the history, of course, you know, with with the settlements and not wanting to play to pay the ex players, you know, in CTE, and there's still kind of like a cloud over that. Um, the NFL won't say that it doesn't exist now, you know, but they had to be sued so that they would stop saying that it's, you know, what I mean, it's non-existent. So, um, just with their history, you know, adding the 17th game, all of those things. Um, you know that the last thing they're worried about is player kind of health. You know what I mean? Um, but what do you expect? I mean, listen, it, they view these players as, you know, expendable. You know, they view them as, you know, property. Um, you know, and, and again, they're going to use them up and then move on to the next one. So it, it, that's why, you know, um, you know, with stuff like this, that's why when you see players and you see situations like with like Lamar Jackson, you know, you kind of got to understand why these players want to cash in when they can. Totally. You know what I mean? So um, listen, we don't got to spend that long on this, but it's just another example of, um, you know, you have limited time to kind of cash in. One thing I, I do want to say is though, I think what it, I think it is time for them to start looking at the objective kind of, measures you know for these concussions and some of the biomarkers and those type of things like, mm-hmm. i think it's time for them to kind of look at a little like those tests a little bit more carefully because obviously relying on just you know the independent doctor you know um that flies with the team everywhere and stays in the suites and right. you know and, and, with the players you know that's a, that's a, that's another thing because the the um as the unaffiliated the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, as they're called, right? So each team has, I think, um, they have the team physician, and then they have right. three UNCs, um, the neurotrauma consultants. But here's the thing. So they're jointly paid, right? These consultants are jointly paid by the Players Association and by the league. So how unaffiliated can they be? Right. If you're receiving a check from the people that are paying you to be there, it's not like, okay, you're a contractor, right? You're being contracted Mm by a different organization or hospital. You see what I mean? It's like, because you're you're still, you're still answering to the team, like the team, again, that they're in the situation where it's like, Hey, you know, we want this player to be out there. So they're, they still have, you know what I mean? Well, it's kind of, listen, and I'm not, I'm not coming at you, but it's like, I kind of see why they're paying why half the team pays half the bill in the, you know, than the NFL because, again, somebody has to pay them. You know what I mean? Somebody has to pay them. They're not going. They're not going to do it for free. And if the team paid them, then we will be saying, "Well, they just on the payroll." You know what I mean? So at least if the NFL foots half the bill, then they could then they could say, "Well, this person isn't totally employed by the team." But it's, I mean, listen, you need some type of objective measure. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like you need that's what I'm saying. It needs to be at as I know it's not as simple as this, but it needs to be as simple as this person hit their head. So they're out. And that's the it thing. Like they, they they intentionally didn't label it um, a head injury. So he didn't have to go to the protocol because the protocol and, te- you know, it requires this to be more place. You, you know what I mean? That's why they do it. So they're just slick with it. Bro, I can fall and, and injure my knee and tell you that it's a shoulder injury. It doesn't mean if, if everybody was watching and watched me land on my knee, 
what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It just it just means okay. So it's like they said it was a back, but how long have we been watching sports where like where Bill Belichick is like, well, it's a leg injury, and you're like, is it an ankle? Is it a high ankle sprain? Is it a did he break his ankle? Is it a toe sprain? It, come, you know, like yeah. when they say that, when they said that, they were saying that because they. They're like, well, what do we have to say so that he can finish the game? You know what I mean? And they were just hoping that he just got his bell rung. You know what I mean? But obviously it was more than that. So way more, you know, that back stuff. I mean, every time these players get hit, it's probably a back. Or or it's a it's a it's an oblique injury. That's what that's. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like the objective measures that need to be put in place and also just for the reason that. At any point in time, like you said, you have these the players have the war mentality and not also are they worrying about that, but they're also, you know, concerned that, hey, if I get hurt, I'm taken out. I can lose my job. I might not get the spot back. So when any individual or a player gets hurt like they and especially in the manner that Tua did, like they've lost control internally. Right. They've lost the ability to make an actual logical sound decision that's regarding their health. So that's where you have these you know, objective measures, you have other play people, coaches, you at least hopefully the coaches would be somewhat involved and have some care that they're going to take control externally and take this person's helmet and say, listen, you, you're not going back in that game. All right. We got to give you, we got to assess the injury. And then also we got to give your brain a chance to heal. Like, you know, and I know even through our studies that it takes anywhere from two to three weeks just for the brain to receive get back to baseline after a major concussion or after any type of tbi or brain injury right but there this, this my man went four days later yeah, four days later like it's a massive disgusting just i mean because you got to think about okay what is even Tua experiencing right now right like we know the after effects we know the symptoms that individuals experience after a head injury so, of course, mm-hmm. he's going to get up there and say, I'm good, it's fine, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I can only imagine the symptoms that he's experiencing afterwards, the vomiting, the other different symptoms, like, the, you know, the disorientation, all these other different things. But it was just a massive failure on the NFL side. And now they've gone into self-preservation. They're firing the consultant. They're doing all the different things so they can try to sidestep things. And it's it's nasty, man. It's very nasty. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't know. I, I have a feeling I wouldn't be surprised if you see some type of I don't know anything, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some type of lawsuit coming from the doctor at some point as well. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to it's going to, you be know, there. because I'm sure that the culture pay, played a, a part, you know, um, and, and how this played out, you know, because they didn't necessarily fire him for his um for the evaluation, right? They didn't. They didn't necessarily fire him for letting Tua go back into the game. Like, if you looked at the quote, it's like they fired him for like, I, I forget the language they used, but it's very specific things that they said. You know, right. it was just like specific protocols that were not followed. It was like a, was like a lead up. It was like more of but a totality you know, but you thing. Know what, but you know what that means when it. A lot of times when it comes to you know things that are in the fine print that nobody ever does. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when it comes time for you to a review or something, um, 
you know, people want to, they want to be a stickler for those same things. So who knows how it plays out, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lawsuit. So we'll see. And we'll see. All right. Moving on to another sport. All right. Cause NBA is getting ready to kick off in a couple of weeks with their regular season. Right. But unfortunately, yeah, you know, you hope to think that it's, it's just going to be uh just regular scouting reports and preseason <laughs> game that's going to be in, but nah, it's not that it doesn't go that way. All right. So the Phoenix Suns. All right. So their owner or soon to be ex owner, whatever his name is, uh, Sarver. Right. So right. Sarver was recently suspended uh, by the NBA for a year and they fined him ten million dollars as a result of an investigation that found that he had engaged in hostile and racial racially insensitive and appropriate behavior over the course of 18 years. Jay. 18 years. All right. So one incident uh, that was um, that's notable is that he repeatedly used the N word while questioning why Golden State, why the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, who was black, could use the term when Sarver could not. So he was upset that he couldn't use the word, but um, a black player could. All right. Also, he allegedly engaged in instances um, in regarding conduct towards female employees he made many sex related comments in the workplace uh he made inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female employees and other women and on several occasions he engaged in inappropriate physical conduct conduct towards male employees he also yelled and cursed at employees and he was sending emails of uh, pornographic videos to staffers and employees um so yeah so um i was going to read a little bit of his uh his um his apology letter because i thought that was uh pretty pretty hilarious all right so he said the words that i deeply regret now overshadowed nearly two decades of building organizations that i brought people together and strengthened in phoenix area and through the uniting power of men's professional basketball and women's basketball he said as a man of faith i believe in atonement and the path of <laughs> the path to forgiveness and i expected the commissioner's one year suspension would provide time for me to focus and make amends and remove my personal controversy from the teams that i so love and my many fans love but in our current unforgiving climate it has become painfully clear that this is no longer possible and whatever good that i have done or could still do is outweighed by things that i have said in the past so for those reasons i am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the suns and the mercury and he doesn't want to be a distraction how about that jay all right so let me get this straight okay so he was using the n-word he was bullying staff physically mm -hmm. and verbally uh there was sexual harassment also Jay, this is like a uh, this is like a triple double in the workplace violations, bro. Like he was all over the place. Like my man right. was like Mister Inappropriate uh, over the course of 18, 18 years, and right. I and I feel like just at first glance that this doesn't feel um, like the punishment fits the crime. Like one year, ten million dollars to someone that is worth. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I think the I. I mean, I feel like it does now because he has to sell the team. But see, he has that's to sell the, real, the team. He, ha he has to the, sell the team just because people started pulling out like the, but that's, the bottom but that's dollar. The, that's, the, that's the point. You got to remember, when we, we, we're talking about punishment fitting the crime, that's the perfect punishment because... I mean, they should have voted you him out. Can, you cannot... You're talking about a man that can buy anything he wants. The only way you punish a person that has resources... And, and reach beyond anything you can imagine 
is to take something from them and they, that they have no control over. Wealthy people value toys. They don't value, you can, you can they find them $10 million, bro. For most people, that would be devastating. It would affect generations. It's ashtray money to him. So when we're talking about an appropriate punishment, they're not going to put him in jail. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's not a violent crime. So with, with people of that amount of wealth, <clears throat> you have to take things from them that they can't control. So I agree with taking the team from him. However, I don't like the manner in which it took place. Right. So as we're going to the only thing we can compare this to is to, to Sterling. Right. A few years ago where the situation was where when the information came out and this guy was even even more oblivious when he went on and did this interview, which made him look even worse, right? The teams, like all the owners got together. All the owners got together along with the commissioner and they voted him out. They said, no, nah, this cannot continue, so on and so forth. With right. this, it was a situation was, I mean, originally he... Gets the one year suspension and again that gets the ten million dollar fine, and then right. it took more of uh, sponsors pulling out, and then it took the players speaking out. So that's sure. that's the, what I didn't like because for that reason, like it should have been originally the same situation with Donald Sterling. Like you, could, they could have voted him out because it well, they, seen it done well, before. But so it was more like they were like, oh well, all right, because they're losing money, right? Sponsors are pulling out. The NBA is, is, is getting this black eye, right? Because you're going to keep this guy around, right? You're going to just let him sit someplace for a year. Like you said, that $10 million, that's nothing. But he's get the, he gets to come back in one year. So that's what yeah, I didn't like. Are, that they ruled they're out they're, but they're totally different situations because, it, listen, Donald Sterling was on tape. And he was on tapes. He was on tape where people could hear it and play it over and over and over and over again. And he was on tape talking about Magic Johnson. So you're talking about a man that is a legend in L.A. You're talking about an owner in in Genie Bus that's obviously not going to appreciate that and a bunch of other owners that aren't going to appreciate that. No, you're gone. That's that's, that's different than something that everybody he sees, he's going to be like, he's always overreaction, always this, always. And and they was reading – I mean, some of the texts are are available, but what makes it different, again, in this situation, and 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 I kind of think makes it better is player pressure, right? So Draymond Green said, "Yo, <clears throat> they need to make force a vote for the owners," right? This is all before all of a sudden he has to sell the team. Then they're talking about he's getting calls with pressure for him to sell the team from LeBron James, Chris Paul, right? To me, we've always talked about the league was majority, you know, um, African-American, you know, uh, males, obviously, you know, but it's run by the owners who don't kind of share, you know, those, those same characteristics. But now we're seeing, you know, fan pressure, public pressure, and the players, you know what I mean, actually be, be able to create this movement, I think it's a bad, I think it's a, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I, again, like what you said, we still talking about with these owners, bro. We still talking about a bunch of people who are beyond, who 
who all belong to a certain group that traditionally defend each other and defend their, their behavior, right? We're talking about rich men. Think about what he said. Rich, entitled people with no insight. In his apology, right, he decided to give the public a lecture about how in our current climate, they're unforgiving, right? So he's going to shame you, right? And then he's going to say, I'm so rich that I could still be helping people, but I won't because you're taking my team. Don't forget right? he, all the good he, I could still do. Don't forget you know, he, he recycled he recycled the troop of uh so, the troop so of the good religious it. man who made one mistake. Right. So think about it. So he's gonna say that the world is cruel, right? Create make himself a victim, right? Mm. Then put himself on a pedestal and say he's a man of faith, right? Definitely. He definitely so, externalized that blame. So come on, bro. <laughs> like, listen, um, but this is a man like who was sending porn to his employees. And that, that's what I mean. Like, you know, using racial slurs, behaving inappropriately with women and physically aggressive and threatening with men. So he is the opposite of everything he described. Right. That, he, <laughs> think about it. Think about how think about how crazy of a person you have to be. Well, let me not use the word crazy, but think about how I of a person and not normal you have to be to not be able to hold it together for eight hours most everybody that you know that you work with has perks about them but most of them can hold it together for eight hours now you ask their family about them and their family have a whole different idea well, you know he, but he, he didn't have to because he given his position he was right. able to use his power in his way to suppress the truth Right. He was doing that for years. Everyone's afraid to speak out. Everyone's kind of working, probably in fear. They're concerned. They have to tolerate that. They have to tolerate his behavior for the reason that it's his organization. And so you had to kind of see how how the NBA, how when they kept doing even more of an investigation, because I believe this was like a separate this was like the separate second in the in, uh, investigation, because the first one was kind of they didn't really find much, but they had to continue to dig more and then they unearth how like how toxic this it, it ran within this organization and so yeah, that's what right. i didn't like was like i'm i'm happy that organizations started speaking out the fans and so forth but i feel like it's unfair to have to put it on the players right it's unfair for them like the only way we can get this guy out of here is that we have to speak up like well, you know that, what i mean that is that is true I that's it's, un, it's unfair I mean, for them because now they just want to come in and play the game but now it's like all right we have to speak up against this we're playing for this organization and so like it, it's unfair to them now that the onus is put on them right because you only gave this guy a one-year suspension and he should be out of the league and you know what i mean overall so i mean i get it man because i remember like what the reaction was the day after right um and i think like even adam silver was kind of like when you, you know, when he was talking, it was kind of like, you know, this is kind of like the heaviest penalty we can give him, you know, um, because again, it's like when we talked about the Deshaun Jackson thing, right? And it's not the same, but it's limits to the punishments that they can levy. Like, you know, even if we're more, more or less offended by different things, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? If it's conduct that's detrimental or, or whatever it is, the penalty is the penalty, you know what I mean? So. Um, again, I think the important thing is he's out, you know, um, 
But, you know, it's not going to be the last that you hear about something like this because, you know, a lot of people who are wealthy, you know, entitled, don't have any insight. So they're going to do what they want to do until they held held accountable. So here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I feel like this is just going to be the storyline for the Suns um, as they go through the season until um, the sale is finalized. Like, I don't think they found someone to buy the team yet. However, I just feel like as they're going through the season, if they get hit a losing streak, right, that's going to be the first question that they get asked, right? They're going to be in Devin Booker's face. They're going to be in CP3's face. They're going to, oh, is this a distraction? Is this that? This is that. You know, it's unfair. Um, But we'll see. Hopefully they can get that you know resolved and they can get a, another owner in there um so we'll see um, all right so on not to be outdone okay you got racist in the nba and the ownership <laughs> all right but we can't be outdone for our, our typical general public folks that like to spread and spew all types of racism right so right after we we aired our um our last episode all right the trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie drop. All right. The teaser trailer was released a couple weeks ago. It's it's Disney's new live action reboot of The Little Mermaid, and it's starring um Holly Berry, uh Holly Bailey, my fault. Uh from the music group Coley Bailey, right? Yeah, don't 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 kill me on that. All right. So many people were excited. Like when this when this trailer dropped, like many people were excited, especially a lot of young girls that were excited to see the new look on the princess. You know, it it resonated, especially with, you know, little younger African-American girls. Um, However. There were quite a few people that were very upset over Ariel being played by a black woman for the reason in that just two days after it was released. It had generated about 1.5 million dislikes from angry people or quote unquote fans, all right, that flooded with racist tweets and messages such as the hashtag not my Ariel. Some comments included the little mermaid is white, not black. She looks nothing like the original. How do we know she's a mermaid? And uh like the people were just going in, right? It got to the point where I think Disney had to disable their dis dislike. Um, button or their feature on there just because it was just a whole bunch of uh, negative backlash and of course people took to Twitter they're over there you know right. making all types of racist um, comments and statements about uh, the movie and about the actress um, let me get this straight Jack so people were upset about the race of a fictional character is this to my understanding Right. Yeah, I, man. I, I just want to make sure. Right. I, I just really have to make sure. Like people are upset about a fictional character. Okay. You don't remember right. what happened with Spider Man? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also Same I want to point out with Spider Man. Um, the same thing happened with. Remember, it happened with Annie. Uh, one of the Star Wars movies. I remember. That's um, and yeah. even even now, like um, even now with uh, the Game of Thrones, with the mm-hmm. House of Dragon, you know, they have a diverse cast, mm-hmm. biracial children, you know, um, you see a lot of those type comments. Right. I just recently um, saw another story 
listen, people are gonna have problems with these diverse casts. I don't know if you saw the the story about the kid from Stranger Things, the mm-hmm. black child from Stranger Kids Things. Yep. Um, and he was talking about a lot of the racist comments and encounters he's had over the years stemming from roles in the show and just people that just don't like him being a part of the show, right? So um it's one it's things that we're gonna have to deal with, but specifically when you look at this, right? Something like the Little Mermaid or Annie or Star Wars, yo, we've seen this before and I've I've said this before, like people have this insistence and 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 this this kind of drive to kind of cling on to things that aren't even necessarily traditions like they're more like routines Mm. you know what i mean they're not really traditions because they don't really mean anything when you dig into it it's just things that they're just used to doing right they're just used to it being a certain way and then it's like so so you know they get uncomfortable um you know and again when they push back, like I'm looking at the article and they're talking about, they're using terms like white erasure. Like they really like, you have people that really feel like, you know, like they're losing the country, they're losing popular culture, they're like they're losing these things. And, and it's just funny because a lot of the people that are outraged don't know their own, you know, history or the things that they're arguing for, you know, I, then I start looking at this and they're saying like the, the original story is, is a Danish fairy tale, right? And a little mermaid is green. How about that? So she's not even white. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like people are arguing over nothing and it's fictional, bro. Yeah, so You, you okay. mentioned um, just the pattern that people have gotten used to, right? Because every... Princess has been white, right? You go rape, right. you know, you go think back to Snow White, you think about Cinderella, you think about all of these other different princesses. And that's the thing where people are so quick because they have these deeply entrenched beliefs of what a princess should look like, given what has come before, that they want to keep that the same. And they're you're not even thinking where it's a situation where, okay, one, again, it's a fictional character. Two, there are still plenty of other different Disney princesses that are white and you can still maintain, you know, right. whatever your belief and that, that whatever those views are. And then, Jay, you can still watch the original movie. It's not like they removed it. Right. right. <laughs> it's not and like not they, to, it's not even like they took it away. Is, <laughs> like, not to mention, maybe Disney is realizing like when that Princess and the Frog came out and you know, they saw Tiana and the reaction that all of these little girls had. And maybe when they actually saw like the sales of the toys and all of these things that, because again, I know a lot of families and moms and dads and different people that made an effort to get that, you know, those, those toys sure. with that image for their kids, especially that year, those, that all of that merch came out. So maybe just, maybe, just maybe they looked at the response and they said, this is a demographic that we haven't been catering to enough because they spend a lot of money, too. <laughs> you know, so maybe it's a financial decision because, you know, you again, after that, you started seeing a lot of cartoons coming out, 
you know, where they specifically made an effort to include ethnically diverse characters. And that's why I brought up the um uh, the Miles, I forget, whatever, but it was just oh, the, yeah. the Into Spider-Man the Spider Universe. Car. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they, there was a lot of backlash when that came out. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, there was a lot of backlash when um I, I believe um what's his name? That that's the rapper and he's in Atlanta. I forget his name, it's on the tip of my tongue right now. In the show Atlanta, it's a show. Oh, um, Childish Gambino. Yeah, Childish Gambino. Remember when he was in the Star Wars movie? I think yeah. the, the the character he played, I believe, is white originally, right? No, I'm not no, sure. No, you know what it was? No, it was the other character of uh, the Asian. You know, character. I know right, what you know what about. I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. what? It was some. It was some controversy in there. So you just have people, man. They're holding on to again. I I just gotta call them just routine old routines right because they're not traditions because traditions have meaning you know what i mean like a movie may have meaning to you you know what i mean but it it, it, it it's not a moment in history it's not a language <laughs> you know what i mean it, so it, it's a movie so right. and and that's the thing like most of the people that would be upset about this you're adults right we were all young when the little mermaid came out we right, children. right so the right. only the children now who would see this new movie when it comes out next year or the year after, they don't really know about or not going to be as connected to The Little Mermaid back then, right? Right. Because that's not part of their childhood. They're growing up with the new Disney because Disney has evolved, right? They're progressive. Like so they're gonna they're growing up with the new Lion King, the live action. They're growing up exactly. with the new G with the new Aladdin. They're growing up with the new Little Mermaid. And that's all they're going to know. Right. They're going to know this. Of course, they can go back and watch the previous or the original movie. But it's just like, again, people are going to great lengths just to spur hate. And it's unfortunate. Right. I've seen there. There was some people that took a trailer. They engineered it where they made the trailer. They made um, Holly's skin tone white. Like, it, I mean, they're going through all types of great lists. Man. And it's it's unfortunate because even the original, the um, the voice actor that did uh ariel's voice and the one she's 100 on board with the you know yeah. the reboot and that's the thing it's a reboot right, right. <laughs> again like they're not it's not like they're trying to redo it's a reboot it's a live action and so i remember like you mentioned uh with the princess and the frog they did the same thing for mulan right big thing as far as in the asian community where they were able to finally see representation for themselves so right. Right. Some of these movies, you know, people identify with and it's just um, it's unfortunate, man. It really is. But special shout out to Miss um, Bailey, because she has gracefully risen above the negativity and she's handled this, um, you know, the situation like a true professional. She appreciates and was grateful for the, uh, the outpouring of love. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for this movie. I think, again, it's going to be great for this generation that's currently watching movies and uh you know they continue disney is continuing to progress forward uh they continue to be evolved and uh this is it's cool so it's just unfortunate man like you said it, it comes out every so often when you know productions tv movies are more inclusive right they're, they're showing their diversity but ah it's rough out here yeah you know, go see the little mermaid. Yeah, go get yeah, go go watch the old one. There you go. All right. Uh ba, 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 ba. so on to the music industry. All right. 
Jay, you a you a Meg the Stallion fan? Yeah, I mean, I like some of her songs. Yeah, you just you just like the songs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, she's okay. All right. I like the way you sidestep that. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Now I like the style too. I like her style. Okay. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> so. Nothing. Uh, Meg recently unveiled a website for her fans that is full of mental health resources from mm-hmm. therapy information to emergency hotlines. Uh, and the website is fittingly titled Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too. All right. So there's a there's a quote displayed on the website. It says bounce back like bad bitches always do. I'm loving it. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad bitches have bad days too. also compiles four different categories of resources, uh, free therapy organizations, mental health hotlines, uh, resource directories, and the LGBTQIA plus community resources. And each category features a menu of useful links to, uh, also to external mental health websites, many of which are are focused on uh, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, um, and also those of the LGBTIAQ plus community. Um, and then at the end of the page, the site says it has like the find a therapist link. So I know she talked about the website recently, um, and this is her quote. She says, you know how much uh, mental wellness means to me, so I created a hub with resources that can uh, that can help you find when you might need a hand. And so uh, she has, check it out. Love y'all much. And that's the end of the quote. I like this, Jeff. I like this a lot. Like this. Well, is really, I mean, listen, you know? I'm not going to say much about this, but what I will say is um, I don't think it's a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is really an area that she kind of believes in because she's talked to the you know, New York times about it before. Yeah. She's spoken in interviews about it before. Um, and listen, Sometimes, you know, stars do a lot of stuff for attention and this and that, but she does have a a large following, right? She does influence people. You've seen, you know, we don't know what her fan base is going to grow to be, right? But think about if if Beyonce's passion was mental health and she just had the beehive focused on, you know, or Brianna's Navy or who knows, like these people have large following. So um, if she's promoting a good cause, you got to give her credit. And the reason why I say it's not a gimmick, if, if it was just the title and just her song Anxiety or whatever, I would say it sound, it's, it's smelling gimmicky, right? But um, it's direct action included, right? So they have that find a therapist button, you know, that redirects you to a psychologist, you know, um, you know, licensed, qualified, you know, um, you know, and so they're, they actually took the time to take that extra step. Like, think about how many people will say, Oh, um, you know, you have a gambling problem, dial this number, right? But they're making it, they're taking it a step further. They're saying, if you need help in your area, boom, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I think the direct action part of it, um, you know, I think that kind of adds the teeth I would be looking for, you know, in order for me to say, like, you know, I think it's a legitimate kind of passion of her. So, you know, I'm not going to knock her. I appreciate the help, you know? I do. Um, I agree with that. Um, you know, she's talked about mental health for quite some time. Uh, I remember reading in, the, in an article or some interview last year where she talked about how instrumental therapy has been with the death of her parents. 
I know her parents okay. passed away at two different times. Um, I know her, I think it was her mom more recently. Uh, she talked about how therapy was, was really helpful on, um, Taraji P Henson's, um, episode, what's that called? Peace of mind, the Facebook, um, thing that she has that platform. Okay. She opened mm-hmm. up about her mental health struggles. Um, and then she also started a charity in honor of her late parents. Um, that uh, I think it's called like the the Pete and Thomas Foundation, which provides mental health aid and education and like housing and health. Um, what I like about the, your point was that it's not like she's just another celebrity using their platform, right? Just to say, oh, there's something about mental health. And I'm not knocking them either because any attention is good attention. However, what I like is that with her given her style like she normalizes and is encouraging her fans to mm. utilize mental health right she what separates her is that she she doesn't hold back anyway right just kind of given her persona she never holds back she's very outspoken uh she owns who she is she wears what she wears you know she she shakes her ass she wants to shake her ass if she wants to rap she wants to rap she wants to sing she raps about sex female pressure um and that resonates with a lot of young black women right so like you mm-hmm. said, if she's getting that message and she's talking about anxiety in her song and then she's also saying, hey, well, it's not just on the song. Go check out the website. Right. Like the right. way in the manner that she's presenting it, it's like, yo, bad bitches have bad days, too. So you can still consider yourself to be a bad bitch to feel this way. But guess what? Like, even though you feel great and look bad on the outside, like on the inside, you need to be taking care of yourself. And so I think with her kind of leading the charge, like she's unapologetic and she's very intentional with this message and it's coming off very genuine. So um, I'm, I'm on board with this. Uh, I hope this continues to grow again. Like you said, I hope the, uh, you know, her click continues to, you know, take a step back from just outside the music and all the different superficial things. And like she's promoting, you know, look into their mental health and make sure they prioritize it. So this, this is good. I like yeah, man. It. I mean, I agree, you know, so, you know, I just, I wish her luck with it, you know? Absolutely. So speaking of um, music, I did want to provide this update. So on our last episode, we talked about, unfortunately, how PMB, um, the music artist was, um, was unfortunately gunned down um, at a restaurant out there in the West coast. And so just a couple of days ago, there has been an update in regarding uh, his case. Mm-hmm. So, it was a man that was arrested in Vegas and his 17 year old son, who actually is suspected that pulled the trigger, were both arrested and charged with murder um, in the fatal shooting. So it was an FBI led fugitive task force that took the 40 year old and the 17 year old in the custody. And there was another lady, I think the mom or the guy, the 40 year old's um, wife or significant sure. other, whoever, was also charged with. Um, conspiracy to commit murder and um at, adding and abetting and all those different things but i am happy at least that this you know they were able to catch the suspects and you know the, the judicial system will do their due diligence and go through the court system uh so i'm happy at least for his family you know they can start you know to get some resolve and start the healing process of this uh the girlfriend also who witnessed the situation i'm happy that a lot of this has taken the steam off of her because the information or details that have come out in the court hearings were that they just happened to see pmb rock walking into the restaurant like there was one i think they're still looking for who 
saw him and then called the other people and then they rolled up on him. So it wasn't like a situation where people were trying to blame uh, his girlfriend who posted that they were at the chicken and waffles. It just appeared that, you know, at least through the information that's coming out now is that they just, unfortunately, these guys, the assailants and the perpetrators just took the opportunity because they happened to see him walking in with his jewelry on. And then they went off and did this heinous act. So um, I'm happy. Hopefully, you know, she can also start to receive some peace as she's going through the grieving process. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the update on uh, that situation. So absolutely want to continue to send thoughts and prayers to, you know, his family. As they, uh, they deal with this traumatic situation. I mean, listen, man, it, it, I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but it gets worse the more information comes out because see what I think we're starting to see is we're starting to see the, the consequences, right. Of men who have never matured. Right. Um, and, and are running away from the responsibility of raising their children. What I mean by that is it was another rapper in, in, in Florida who's in jail for murder charges, him and his brother and his father, another father in his 40s, you know, was drove them to do the murder, allegedly, right? You're starting to see this more and more, right? Mm -hmm. You're starting to see fathers in their 40s committing crimes with their sons that's in their 20s, right? And, and And, like, it's starting to become a pattern, right? So... Bro, his father drove, was the getaway driver. Like, like, I don't think people understand how serious, because think about it, yo, as a culture, we quick to get on the mothers, right? It's, there's there's not all, but there's people are quick to have a stigma against the quote unquote single mom who goes out and the kids raise themselves and blah, 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 right? But I'm telling you right now, we're seeing a pattern of fathers in their 40s that's 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 the leaders and then their kids who's the who's the young boys coming up in the same groups. Right? And yo, if that's not a problem, I don't know what is. And I but I've been saying it for a long time in terms of dinner table conversations we've had in terms of the culture, meaning like the reason why us as young men won't mature and couldn't mature is because the guys that are 10 to 12 years older than us are so much, they are too much of cowards to say that the things that they was doing that led them to go to prison or whatever consequences they had to pay were wrong. No, you're right. Think about it. We have a culture where, yo, think about it. Yo, we have a culture where it's like you have men that are in their late thirties, early forties, you know, they live, they've been living in the suburbs for 15 years and they still won't tell you that the things that they say on records are entertainment. This is the result of that. And an additional issue to the men not being present in the community was, all right, the men that were present in the community or the ones that were looked up to the older figures, they were misleading the young. <laughs> Right. They were giving out terrible information, They even to the sense of like, like you said, if you didn't have a father figure. Right. Where were you getting your information as a young person coming up? You were getting it from the dude off the block. Right. You were doing the old heads. 
The yeah, only oh yeah, uncle, whoever, whoever, yeah. whoever, whoever was near, whoever was near, your uncle, so, your brother, whoever. So, like, for the majority that didn't have, that don't have a prominent or positive figure, right? If it wasn't their uncle, if it wasn't like their older brother, they were getting it out there from the old head on the block. They were getting it from the old head. You know, he's misinforming you, right? Because he's informing you to do the same dumb stuff yeah. things that he was doing. Now, if you got a, someone that is possibly in your life, right? If you do have a father or a father figure, and if he's giving out, if he's passing down or informing you of these values, like you just talked about, like the pattern that we're seeing, we're, that's a whole nother issue in itself. It's, we're even more bro, in danger. That's why I said it's a reflection of, but think about it. I, it's, selfless, it, it, it's selfish, right? And it's irresponsible. But I understand somebody who's already lost, right? Who's already ruined their own life, coming home from jail and trying to pluck somebody else that's vulnerable and then manipulate them, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I condone it, but I understand it. No, you get it, right. Right? That's a wolf preying on vulnerable sheep, right? But do you know how dysfunctional and downright ignorant you have to be to be a 40-year-old man and not only drag your children into the street life, right, but then facilitate them engaging in criminal activity? Do you know how how much of a low life you have to be? Yeah, like, seriously, yeah, I don't care what the circumstances are because you can't say it's, it's for your family. It's because you hungry. Because if you was if you was really if it was really that serious, you wouldn't be taking your kid out if you were stealing or, or, or doing something for, for survival. Yeah. So. For you to be facilitating that. Bro, we got a lot of we got a lot more. We're in a lot deeper than we think. That's self-preservation, you know, and I know where it's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to drive my teenager to whatever this location is. I'm going to put the gun in your hand and tell them, go get them. Right. Go rob. I'm going to be this, waiting in the car. Right? I'm, I'm going to wait in the car. And if anything happens, they're not going to try you as an adult. You a juvenile. You like, you know, the game that's being spit. And it's unfortunate, man. Like, it's, it's so, to your son, it's so disgusting on so many levels. So many levels where you look at it, where it's like, all right, well, if I got this guy in my life, I'm am I better off with this? Just being fatherless. Right. If this is the type of values or information that you passing down to me so you don't go to jail or so you don't. Bro, go, it's like, yo, like I was telling I was talking to my mom today about 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 dude in Florida with his both his sons is locked up for murder. And he testified on against both of them and got out of jail. I'm not preservation. I'm not condoning any of the activity, but what I'm saying is at what point you bring your sons into a gang, into gang activity, into that life, right? And then, and then you decide to tell on them. I'm not condoning any of it, but what I'm saying is we're in very deep when you have patterns of fathers that are in their forties, late forties, and they are facilitating the activity that their sons are engaging in. It's crazy. Self-preservation, man. I'd rather, you know what? Let me put it on them because I'm not getting locked up. And, you know, it's manipulation. It's a lot of different things. You know what Yo, I mean? but your son? I don't, bro. Different, I man. don't even have. Different. I don't have a hot take. I don't have an intelligent comment. I'm just in awe. I'm going to just be very honest. Like, I'm just in awe at the ignorance. If we being honest, hey, I can't. Man, listen, 
it, it's it's within the same realm of parents, and you've you've seen this, Jay. Unfortunately, we both have of parents that pimp out their kids, right? You Bullshit. know, you know I mean, and I know the human trafficking, you know, so you know there are dads and moms that send their, their daughters out, teenagers. Oh, right. go out and go get this, go such and such, right? Sending them directly into harm's way. Yeah. I mean, same, listen. Same man. realm, man. Same, same level, same. I, I I don't think, I don't care how much training that we've gotten and how much experience that we continue to get as we work in this field. I don't know if that's something I'm ever really going to fully comprehend. You know? Yeah. I mean, I listen, man, I, I, I agree, bro. But like I said, I, I'm just starting to um this is starting I'm starting to see this more and more man. I knew we was going to talk about it at some point. You kind of surprised me with that cuz I didn't think we was going to talk about it tonight so I was kind of caught, caught off guard but Hey man, you know. Yeah, I had no, to, no, no, had no, to no. give I'm people not, an update man because Yeah, this, you know this I'm is, not saying oof. it I'm not saying it like that, but I just think you know like culturally man, like there's some hard conversations that people need to have, right? And I'm not condemning anybody that has a criminal record right because because anybody can make mistakes right but i think the the problem is i think we haven't gotten to a point and that's why i always bring up the example of multi-million dollar rappers that are still afraid to tell you what they rapping about as entertainment at this point in their career right because the pull is set is is that the allure is that strong you know what I'm saying? Where not even for your son, not even for your family, definitely not for your culture, will you come out of a situation like that, you know, where you might have been incarcerated, this and that, and and say, like, yo, don't don't do that. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, like the mentality is still when people come out, it's like it's that it's like the mentality that that some people have when they graduate from high school college they masters it's like yo you go put in your work now i put him i got my stripes like that's just the mentality of too many people and you see the you're seeing the you know the um result of it you know yeah it's just that impaired insight man because you how know, are you the getaway so- driver for your child yeah because you're sending them out there to go do it like hey you go do that i'll be right here this is what to do Right. But if you have someone that has already has impaired insight and now they're passing on even more dysfunctional information to someone and you got to look at it even from the kids view. Right. Or the team. this is somebody who's supposed to be protecting me. So their perspective is, oh, well, my dad is running. He's telling me game. Right. He's spitting me game. He's doing this. He's giving me information. He has me out here. Like I can only imagine just the conversation and the warped all types of dialogue that you're telling, you're passing on to your kid, right? But again, the kid is thinking like, all right, well, this is love, right? This is, my dad is looking out for me. He's telling me this so I can survive. He's giving me these lessons and in, in the tools to survive. Not knowing that you're, you're, you're a pawn. Like he's literally manipulating his relationship with you so he can stay out of jail or so he thinks, right? So you take the fall and you go earn your stripes now. Like you said, they're hard conversations that we have to have. These are uncomfortable conversations because you have to look at it where, all right, you want somebody in the home, but do you want that person, right? Is that person doing more damage? Okay, I understand that we want to make our family home. You want the man in the household. Totally for that. But is it worth 
this this particular man, if this is, you know, if this is what he's bringing to the table? I mean, yeah. I, listen, as far as I know, they locked his mother up too, right? Yeah, they locked the mom up. They locked him up. They locked, yeah. So, and, the per, and the person that was the lookout. Yeah, listen, man. It's, it's, who knows, man? You know? Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. But, yeah. uh, Jay, anything else before we get out of here, good brother? Um, not much, man. Just, of course, we want to thank everybody that take the time to listen. Um, you know, we appreciate it. One more thing. Any, anytime, you know, if anybody has any topics that they feel might be interesting, you know, drop them in my DM. Feel free, you know, drop them in Dr. Osborne DM. You know, we always, always appreciate the support. Yes, sir. And don't forget, just as Meg the Stallion said, prioritize your mental health. So make sure you shop mentalhealthclothing.com. You already oh, see yeah, Jay with the fit. You, you already see. Definitely, you, definitely, you, definitely. You see us out here. You see what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? Definitely. It's hoodie season. It's absolutely, it's cold and it's windy out there. So go to that website and go pick yourself up a hoodie. All right? That's yeah, the way definitely. I'm do it. getting ready to put, put some new stuff in there up there in about a month. So There yeah. it is. There it is. All right, Jay. Without further ado, my man, we are out of here. You guys continue to support, like, all the streaming platforms on YouTube. We appreciate it. Jay, until next time, my good brother. No doubt, bro. Later. All right.